Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Hey, listeners, fans, haters, and critics of the Wretched Hive podcast, Steve here with an addendum. We'll call this the addendum episode to episode 68. We've got some breaking news that we didn't have a chance to cover in the show proper earlier this week. And uh, so we're throwing this at you on a Saturday. Today is August 18th, 2018. And first and foremost, I've got to introduce my guest, the one and only Dave Potter. Who are these haters and critics you're talking about? We are loved. We are loved by millions, sir. <laughs> well, uh, millions or ones or tens, you know, whatever it is, we're just grateful for the people that love us. And we're grateful for the critics, too, because they listen to and and give me all kinds of lip during the week about what we mispronounced and what we're getting wrong. So it's always fun to hear from everybody that listens to the show. I didn't realize your wife was a critic. (laughs) Speaking of my wife, today, I got to say, before we get started, it's our 28th wedding anniversary today, Dave. 8, 18, 18, 28 years of blissful marriage. Happy birthday. uh, Excuse me. Happy anniversary. (laughs) I'm still really tired. You can tell. (laughs) Happy anniversary both you guys, you'll be in our uh, my and Chris's thoughts today. Wonderful testament, 28 years, and I, I have to say, and I hope I'm not oversharing, one of my favorite relationship stories about you guys is that your third date was the legendary, not just to Southern California sports fans, but that legendary World Series game where Kirk Gibson hit the uh, hit the designated hitter home run to win against Dennis Eckersley. That's right. Game one of the 1988 World Series was our third date. Can you imagine? I'm a huge Dodger fan. I bleed Dodger blue. I got World Series tickets, and I, I invited this girl that I was barely dating. And uh, when the Dodgers won that game, I literally cried tears of joy for an hour after the game. And she's That was her first Dodger game. Can you believe that? <laughs> and she's looking at me going, do they always end like this? <laughs> so, no, this one's a little bit special. But uh, somehow that uh, the magic that was in Gibson's bat that night uh, landed on my shoulders. And I've been blessed to be married to her for 28 years. So I love you, Lisa Baldwin. And... Uh, uh, our goal today is to spend 28 minutes together, 28 years later. It's all about we can handle. Oh, I right. thought you were talking about me and you for a second. I was like, <laughs> that'll work out great for my schedule. <laughs> well, let's spend a few minutes getting caught up on some news that we didn't have a chance to talk about because it actually broke the day we recorded the show, Dave. And that was back um, on August 15th. Uh, it's the James Gunn story. We're getting more news out of Hollywood reported by extremely reputable sources, Variety.com reporting that Disney is standing firm on their decision to fire James Gunn. Uh, article article on uh, Variety.com, again, August 15th. Disney stands firm on James Gunn not returning to Guardians of the Galaxy exclusive to Variety. Uh, and, of course, uh, rebounding through the Internet echo chamber and reported by many other sources. Uh, so starting out just here at the top of the article, after strong push to get James Gunn back as director of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Following his firing, Disney and Marvel are standing by their decision not to reinstate him as Helmer for the next installment. The decision came... Now, here's the interesting part, Dave. And and there's there's more to this. I'm going to get your reaction on some of the, the fan response to this. But 
The decision came following a meeting between Gunn and studio chairman Alan Horn. Now, you mentioned on our show this past week, Dave, that you felt that it was Alan Horn's decision to let Gunn go following the tweets that came to light from 10 years ago. Uh, for a second time. For, right, because he had already apologized for them. Uh, but in, in looking back at these tweets, I mean, they're not cool. I mean, they're, they're some serious stuff about he's tweeting about pedophilia and rape and joking about these things when he was more or less sort of in character film making these earlier uh, movies that you know that he made earlier in his career he had apologized for them they were brought to light by uh, an alt-right zealot who was upset with guns criticism of our current president and uh, the the boulder rolled down the hill from there and led to his firing so he met with Alan Horn Alan Horn is standing by his guns um, just initial reaction to Dave to... That, that might be an unfortunate choice of, of analogy yeah. there, standing by his guns. <laughs> well, he is standing by his guns. He's not standing by gun, but he's standing by his guns. And it's also worth noting that um, Kevin Feige is also reportedly was not, not able to attend the meeting. He's out of town. But um, according to this article, on, uh, again on Variety.com, sources added that while it was rumored that Feige was pushing to bring gun back, Feiji stands by the studio's decision to not bring back the Guardian's director. So just initial reaction and thoughts about this uh, meeting that apparently happened between James Gunn and the hierarchy there at Disney Marvel. So we recorded, I think uh, we recorded a little earlier than we usually do <clears throat> this past week. If we had recorded on time, I think we would have been able to talk about this story a bit. But right. it. I'm reminded of something I said a couple of weeks ago where, you know, we're, we're not a news show. We're just we're guys reading the news and talking about Star Wars and other stuff. And it's a lot like uh, it's a lot like being an intelligence gatherer for the government. Like you can look at all the available information you have and extrapolate a conclusion and then something will come out the next day. And it turns out you're you are completely, completely wrong on it. And that's basically what happened here. We were being right. uh, we were getting reports of some breadcrumbs. I would guess they were breadcrumbs from each individual kind of source or interested party here. You know, you have James Gunn, you have James Gunn's representation, you have Marvel Studios, you have Disney as the parent of Marvel Studios, you have the cast of Guardians. This article from Variety seems like it's trying to tie as much of that stuff together. And it's granted as an exclusive, which is a PR stunt, if you will, that an interested party will do to try to help drive a story in a narrative. But it's got information that could have only been gleaned from multiple parties. So I do tend to look at this and say this is a this is a pretty firm establishment of the record of where we are and where it's going to go right now. Uh, they are standing by their decision, which I think was a horrendous, horrendous mistake, and I will continue to believe that. Mm. But the fact that this article lays out like, oh, there was a meeting, and we heard rumors that there was going to be some kind of a meeting, but the meeting was just to kind of extend a courtesy to the man who generated $1.5 billion in revenue and not actually accomplish anything beyond that, maybe serve a political purpose with the cast to try to smooth uh, smooth it over a little bit. Kevin Feige was not present for it, which I don't think was a coincidence, but the article very goes to great pains to point out Kevin Feige is standing by the decision. I suspect he does not, but he is just uh, looking at his organizational chart and realizing this is a fight he will not win, so he's not going to he's not going to fight it. And all that remains now is to figure out what the exact terms of the payout is to James Gunn, so that he can probably go and uh, 
reboot something for uh, Warner Brothers in the DC universe and become the spark that lights the match there to compete with Marvel. Well, there's 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 quite a bit of fan reaction to this news that he will not be coming back. And it, the the reaction ranges basically from good the guy had it coming to him to they're trying to get rid of him for financial reasons. They're paying him too much, which makes zero sense to me considering how much money they've made on these movies. Yeah, that's silly. That's a silly fan reaction. Right. Uh, to give the guy a break, he's he rehabilitated himself and, and apologized for this in the first place, too. We're being too sensitive. Um, a couple of a couple of fan comments on this article on Variety I wanted to throw out to you just to just to kind of get your take. So one was pointing fingers back at Disney going, look, wasn't Walt Disney pretty much an open racist when he was around? And, and look at what Disney produced uh, and nobody wrote this, but I'm sort of compiling these results into into my own narrative here. Look, look what Disney produced in the years in the in the 60s and 70s. Um, there's plenty of of racially motivated plot lines in Disney products. Isn't that just as bad, if not worse, than what that what James Gunn wrote? What's your reaction to that? And is it relevant? I think that's a great paraphrasing. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody actually said it like that, but that's no. a great paraphrasing. And I, my reaction to that is kind of what my reaction has always been to the fact that Disney won't ever release Song of the South again. Hmm. It's that, yes, Disney, as almost any motion picture studio has done, has produced some stuff that worked in the time in which it was released, but in today's societal context is abhorrent. And I don't think it's appropriate, I'll just get on my soapbox here, to just try to pretend it didn't happen and erase it from history. I, I know Warner Brothers a couple of years ago released some archival editions of the World War II propaganda films that they did, which if you watch mm. them, are, are they're, they're pretty darned racist. Yeah. Pretty darned racist against the Japanese. And they frame it up and set it up so that you understand here's the context in which it was produced here's what the world was like in which it was produced and we're not putting these things out here because we're proud of them and that we're we're trying to make money off of them but we just we want to acknowledge this chapter of our history and make sure there's a complete record of what's been done with our corporate properties i, I that's that's a great take and i i i kind of link it to something that you said in our episode um where we we had the near miss with with this James Gunn news where we didn't quite get it right. But, but you said that, that Disney essentially, <laughs> well, we didn't, we didn't have all the information, of course, to exactly how you, uh, what you said a, earlier. A, a near miss in the sense that the asteroid did not hit the earth that we were predicting would hit the earth. Yes. That kind of a near miss. <laughs> uh, but something you said was that, you know, this, this decision suggests that people cannot change. And, and once, once you've done something wrong, you, you cannot be rehabilitated for it. And that's absolutely wrong. And I, I sort of put this line of thinking in the in the same light. It's sort of like, are, are we? Uh, America is built on values, and and one of those values is re, is giving people a second chance, and and allowing people to become rehabilitated, and to to recognize the the their ills, and um and fix it, fix them. And become a better person. Disney's decision to not rehire him flies in the face of that. Sort of like, um, nope, we don't care. You said one thing 10 years ago and, and we're done with you. Whether or not that's fair is a different conversation. But I think it's it's a little bit short-sighted and misguided. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Uh, another comment here. Apparently, James Gunn 
attended a party and dressed as a pedophile? Have you heard you about know, this? I, I, I saw something about that, and I'm not going to lie. I was yeah. a little worried about clicking on the link just because uh, I, yeah. I didn't recognize it. And I was like, I don't want to go down some kind of privacy rabbit hole or, or, yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. Well, folks are talking about it on Twitter and on this, this article on Variety. How come they didn't? This is from Pink Pantheris. Great, great uh, moniker there. How come they didn't mention the newest press on him that came out last week about the new pics where he dressed as a pedophile from the Chris Hansen to Catch a Predator series? It's all over the web, and how many times does a sexual deviant get a pass because you like their movies or politics? Uh, if there's smoke, there's usually fire. In Gunn's case, the smoke just continues the pattern of this fascination with rape and pedophilia. Um comments uh there's a variety of comments about that comment that are sort of like look you're not getting it there isn't smoke he has never been accused of any sexually inappropriate behavior and there appears to be a near unanimous agreement of people he's worked with that he's a good person um where does the line where is the line drawn dave with with how people view you and how your actions in public as a public person are perceived people's private lives are being shared uh, maybe more than they would like uh, versus maybe this is his public his persona at work is is that he is this good guy is that a possibility here it's absolutely a possibility and without having seen any of the pictures or, or read any of the stuff that you're that you're quoting from here you yeah. know I'm just I'm hearing this and reacting to it I kind of keyed in on on one phrase that the guy that that poster said, which is, you know, when something to the effect of, you know, how often do you get a pass because of your politics? James Gunn has been a vocal detractor of our current president, as mm -hmm. I think many people in Hollywood have been, and I think virtually everybody on this podcast has been at one point or another. Yeah. And that's that's the part of this that makes a lot of people uncomfortable because the folks that push the boulder off of the cliff, to use your analogy from the the opening of the show. Those were some far alt-right supporters of the current president who it's believed – I don't think they've ever said this directly, not in anything I've read mm. – uh, took this step because they wanted to They wanted to get a scalp. They wanted to get somebody back. Mm. They wanted to, to defang him and take him off the board basically for, frankly, some very good criticism. I mean James Gunn – and I may be proven wrong on this, but anything that I've seen, his criticisms have always been – well thought out and certainly more tempered or moderate than than even we've been on this show mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that a lot of people have been on on cable news who are more authoritative than james or in a, in a more political position than james and to your point of when do people get a, a a pass or how do we do this i do think as a country we've really accelerated over the last 10 years in viewing almost everything through a political filter it becomes if you support this person you are of this political persuasion or stripe or you belong to this tribe and therefore I will now attribute all of these things and characteristics to you mm -hmm. and over the last two or three years it's become even I will now automatically dislike you mm -hmm. or oppose things that you say just because I now put you in that tribe and I don't I don't get it that's no way that it's no way for society to function mm -hmm. there are people that I'm friends with and have been friends with for a long time that are on the opposite side of me politically and uh, it's not like the friendship should end because of that and and that's that's the element of 
why this has happened, not how it happened, but why this has happened, that that also makes this a bit uncomfortable, and I'm sure a bit a bit challenging for Disney to try to wade through. Is there's a political overtone here that's going to offend people, no matter what? I think if this was just something like a concerned parents group, you know, a generic concerned parents group coming forward with these concerns. That would be one thing, and that would have been one conversation. But now there's there are these big political overtones, and it's going to go badly no matter what they do. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more about the lack of our ability to have civil discourse and honest debate about the issues. I mean, I, I tend to vote with one party, but I appreciate debating with the other party, and my eyes have been opened on a lot of issues because of that. Um but we seem to have lost the ability or maybe even on, on the part of some the desire to engage in honest debate. Um, and that is bleeding over to almost every conversation and every, every thing we do these days seems to be, seems to have political overtones to them. I, I, I wanted to get back to just one more thread in the comments that I've read. And that is, sort of on the other side of things is I loved Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 I really hope for a great part 3 I'm glad they're using his script I hope he's okay personally and let's just move on um, my question to you with that is Dave where do we separate the personal versus the professional can we can we just ignore in the t this time that we have social media and everything, seemingly everything we do is sort of public. People, you know, get a new pair of socks and try them on and post them on Facebook. Um, Stop reading my feed all the time, Steve. It's a little <laughs> creepy. So, so where do we draw that line, uh, which is helping us understand where we set aside our feelings about someone personally and appreciate what they're able to bring to the table professionally? I wrestle with this a lot, to be honest. Yeah. And I, the only thing I've come up with so far is there is, to me, I think a bit of a sliding scale that happens, which is the more, the more important, for lack of a better term, a position you have, or the more visible position you have, the more careful you have to be about things, about what you're doing. And to that end, I mean. As we've talked about before, you, you're not born into a position of importance, right? You you ascend to it. That's the American way. That's that's how things work. Unless you're Donald Trump, then you're just born with a silver foot in your mouth. But <laughs> silver. I didn't. Foot. I didn't write. I didn't write that <laughs> phrase. I stole that phrase. <laughs> but it, it, you have to also allow for if you're examining somebody personally, kind of waiting out what they did and when they did it and who they are now, which is what was completely lacking in, in the James Gunn situation. Mm. Because if you... I certainly wouldn't want to be judged or held accountable for this, the stupid, insensitive stuff that I said and did in college or in my early 20s as I was figuring life out. I mean, that's that's part of growing up and growing as a person is you you do things and you say things and you kind of, and you start to realize... I, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in this area that I'm now occupying. I've now established that my personal fence and goal, you know, boundary lines are here, and I'm going to stay on this side of it from now on. There's a big difference between that 
and doing something in the present. If James Gunn had gone to a party, you know, last year dressed as a, a pedophile from to you know the the Hanson, I think it's the Kurt Hansen series mm-hmm. uh, to catch a predator, you know, that yeah. would that would raise some eyebrows. I don't know if that's a fireable offense. Uh, I'm not even sure what a pedophiliac looks like. I think the point is that they look like anybody else. It's kind of like dressing up as a serial killer, but okay, whatever. I have this stuff. I don't know what that means, but one of the reasons it's scary, right? Yeah, they can look like I mean, anything. and that's yeah. and that's the joke. I mean, it was in an yeah. Adams Family movie. I, I I'm dressed like a serial killer because they look like everybody else and right. got a big laugh out of the audience. I mean, you don't. These are unfortunately everyday people. At least, I mean, I watched that show when it came out ten years ago. Just utterly fascinated by how stupid people were for the most part, but mm. that's that's where I'm at on your broad on your broad question though is I okay. do think the personal does play into it, but it also plays into what are you doing when that's to go back to politics again as an example. I think Clinton was elected in ninety two with the understanding that he had been a womanizer, but that he was not going to be a womanizer going forward, and that's why it became such a big scandal when Monica Lewinsky broke is there was a sense that he may have broken that that trust or that unspoken deal he had with the electorate and it turned out that people just really didn't care but I do think people care now I think any president caught having an affair going forward is going to pay a very heavy political and personal price yeah another the the final thread that I'll just mention here of these comments that I'm just sort of compiling together as in, in real time here is best written out here um in the comments by Richard zero one one five four five, very original. Wow, his uh, mother really didn't like him. <laughs> who writes? Say it, forget it, write it, regret it. Right, James Gunn. So, you know, in the in this day and age, it's it's sort of like good news, put it in an email. Bad news, do it in person. And I, I think it sort of applies here in a way. Um, Writing does not go away. Anything you put out there on the internet does not go away. Uh, audio that we produce does not go away. It's going to be available and people are going to be able to find it. And so, you know, you got to be careful what you say. I mean, and, and people are going to take it out of context. You make sure you have that context in place. And even then, I don't know if it's possible always to to do so. But um, anyway, just another lesson, I think, here. It, it is a good lesson, but it, it shouldn't take away from the fact that from everything that's available to us, Disney vastly overreacted and over overplayed yeah. the hand on this one. Yeah. No Unless they know something that we don't. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Well, Dave, thanks for taking a few minutes to uh, cover this story with me. I appreciate it. We're going to stay on top of this. There are implications to, uh, to Star Wars, and uh, we cover a lot of... Uh, uh, Marvel on the show as well, and so I really want to stay on top of this as we go forward. I, I was thinking, I was thinking the irony would be if uh, Marvel hired uh, Lord Miller to take over for Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy Three. Well, the ult- ultimate irony actually is going to be when when uh, Gunn becomes available and he goes to work for Warner Brothers, and maybe he can fix the DC universe. Yeah, I, I said that half jokingly at the start, but I I honest I would wager there was an unnamed studio executive who was quoted in one of the news articles I saw stating that he would absolutely hire James Gunn or she. They didn't say the gender of the person, to be fair, but they can't do it until the contract issue with Disney gets resolved. So I will I will bet you a dozen donuts that that was somebody at Warner Brothers. Oh, yeah. Yep. I will buy the dozen donuts and uh, the coffee also. Deal. All right. Okay, Dave, have a great weekend. Um, thanks, everybody, for, for listening in. And uh, we will see you in a couple weeks on the next episode of the Wretched Hive Podcast. Until then, 
is Steve and Dave signing out. Talk to you soon.